Kelsey gave me a dance. I had to. You wanted it. I did. I she just got the head like nod. That's just the way to start, you know? I, I can know. only dance like I'm from the 70s, so that's about as good as it's going to get. <laughs> you did the what? What is it called? The sprinkler? You did yeah. that really good. And I can like, I don't know. Disco? Yeah, that shit. The John Trump Ultimate? <laughs> I don't know what it is. You got moves, girl. I can't move. bottom line. I'm like a stick figure that got snapped in half that bend. I think you have more moves than you think. We all see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just a... I don't know. You definitely... You got some rhythm there. If I went on America's Got Dance Talent, it wouldn't happen for me. Well... Good thing that's not a real show. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something in between going on a TV show and not making a fool of yourself at a bar, which is the category I fall into. Hey, I can sing, though, so it's okay. Um, what I lack in dance, I sing. Demonstrate. No. I have stage fright. That's wrong. Anybody that wants to hear it can just come and hang out in the office. Yeah, you got to catch me it. when yeah. I'm singing. I can't just... Start singing. It just comes okay. out of her. Okay. It's yeah, really it's very spontaneous. Sp- it yeah. is spontaneous. I'm going to be in the mood. <laughs> all right. Well, well, we will all look forward to that. <laughs> totally off topic before we dive in. Are these lights new? Um, they kind of, are sort a little of. bit more uh, focused. Br- brighter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're doing some tests, too. Gonna so. show Jenny Remember we told you last week that like the mics got mm-hmm. kind of amped up a little bit? Same with the lights. Nice. Yeah. And Kelsey just made it all mood lighting. Yeah. Yeah. And le- it'll be less warm in here, too. So I just turned off the main overhead lights, but yeah. This is wow. our studio lighting. Renovation station going on yeah. here. Yeah. So, how was everybody's weekend? It was all right. Exhausting. You know, yeah, tiring, but it was okay. Yeah, I know you guys both had uh, tough weekends. Alana, how was yours? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was tough. It was, it was an average weekend for me. I worked and, you know, Got caught, up on, caught up on laundry and yeah. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. Did you work on any of that time blocking by, uh. I did make a short list of things that, I don't know how you worded it, but things that I, I feel in my free time I can do and still feel productive. I did make a short list. Did you, did you, did you take any of them off? No, because they're never gonna get they're never gonna get fully marked off, right? They're things that are like bigger goals. Well, like meaning, were you able to then and spend any of that time that you had set aside, or you just made the list? I made to the list and I was mindful about it. I didn't have a whole lot of free time gotcha. since we last spoke. Gotcha. So yeah, but okay. I, I'm definitely looking forward to delving into that a little bit more soon. Okay, good. Yeah, I've been working on mine for about two weeks now, and I'm good. feeling good about it. Yeah. All right, good. Well, I didn't know what you guys um, wanted to talk about, but you know I always have to bring a topic to the table. I know it is a little bit warm. Um, so I was telling you about my Google Alerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you sign up for some of those? No, I've been thinking about it, though. <laughs> I think thinking. it might drive me crazy. She's scared honestly. to be haunted in her sleep. It's really easy I just to try. I it. really try and keep like my my time away from work not thinking about work so i feel like if if i got the google alerts thing i'd be like oh another one like and then i'd be thinking about work outside of here here for you just because this is absolutely a work hack Mm -hmm. here's the way i want you to think about it Um, i'm gonna make up something terrible even though i hate throwing that stuff out to the universe because i feel like then it comes true so let me let me (laughs) not make a horrible one let's say um, somebody from New Radio Media wins the lottery. Mm-hmm. Damn, we better all go on vacation. You would get a media alert because New Radio Media would be in the news. Mm-hmm. 
So is that something that you would want to find out from somebody else, <laughs> or is that something that you would want? I really don't care. I think I would no, message no. all of you in the group chat if that happened to me and said, we're going to Florida. <laughs> yeah, like. Okay, so I used a good example because I didn't want to use a bad one, but let me use a bad one now. Yeah. Um, no, okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I, I still I still feel like I have to separate because I go into, I wear so many different hats, so to speak. You know what I mean? I go I go from one job to the next to the next in one day so like i kind of have to have that like separation from it i understand for your mental health yeah <laughs> i'm just i'm trying to um illustrate how by not doing this uh your you could be more negatively impacted even more so mm, like blindsided i'll make the example be okay. me on this podcast i say something completely inappropriate i just go off into left field and say all kinds of nasty stuff and so twitterverse goes nuts with how bad this show is on new radio media and Damn. everybody should boycott it mm -mm. do you want to find out about that from your boss or do you want to find out about that because you get an alert so you find out that's out there so you can get in front of it since you're in charge of social media uh i see what you're saying I get what you're saying. It's rhetorical at this point, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> My big thing is I never wanted to be surprised. I yeah. always wanted to be the one to uh, be in front of the information so that then I could help control it as opposed to my boss calling me to tell me, holy shit, all hell's broken loose and you didn't know about this. Mm. So it's a simple, it. it's a little simple thing just because you're in charge of social media. Yeah. So anybody who does social media out there, register from, for some Google alerts. I literally just scan them and delete them yeah. every once in a while there's something good, but... The pearl is worth the dive, as I like to say. Mm, I like that. <laughs> All right, so anyway, huge tangent, but hopefully a good work hack in there. Definitely. So I'm, I'm reading my Google, my Google Alerts, and there was this really nasty article about um, millennial work ethic. And a lot of times the stuff that's out there is just editorial, and we all have talked at length about all of the PR stuff that's out there with that pejorative. Um, but this one, they were actually interviewing supervisors and managers within a specific industry, talking about, I don't know if the what the prompt was, I think it was some sort of survey had gone out. And the managers and supervisors just absolutely ripped their millennial workforce. So some of the stats, I wrote them down that they were saying, um, these bosses said 80% of their millennial workforce has uh, a work ethic problem. 87% don't show up on time. 73% of the bosses said that they lack respect for authority. And 75% said they complain about job difficulty. Then they pulled out some of the comments, which were even worse. I feel like those are some either really rough bosses or just a really bad group of workers, because I don't think any of our superiors here feel like that. No, I feel like some of those are valid complaints, but not like necessarily. I guess, you know, it doesn't necessarily apply to you, but I feel like some of those could be valid complaints. Like maybe, what was Yeah, it, but that's what was any, that could be one? any age worker. I know 45-year-old workers that are late every day that don't give a... A care about their job at all i think there was one about like it was the one about complaining job about difficulty. their job being harder <laughs> yeah yeah I, th I feel like i've i've definitely might have i'm guilty of that sometimes being like oh god woe is me but it's not as bad as it could as it should be i'll i'll, I'll give into that I'll, I'll i'll admit to being a millennial for a minute I guess the way I think about it, and I'm going to connect the dots like on the conversation we just had about uh, maybe you should subscribe to the alerts. You're like, oh, I do not want to be getting work <laughs> notes outside of work. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. So when we were talking last time, we talked about how much I, I hate the snowflake thing because the way I think about it is you guys are just really smart and you're going to question authority and you're going to question status quo. And so an older boss might see that as somebody who's resistant 
uh, to authority. So let's say I was your boss giving you the Google Alert thing. I know you would never respond the way you just responded if I was your boss giving you the Google Alert thing. But to use that as a quick thumbnail to our listeners out there, if your boss makes a suggestion on something that they think might help you do your job better, and if your first reaction or response to that is, I really don't want to be thinking about work outside of work, or I don't know, that task is really hard and I would have to spend some... If you throw up any sort of initial resistance response, I think that creates more negative impression than you intend to give. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, I see what you're saying. It, it's like it shows hesitation almost. And, and really, all you're doing is thinking through. Well, wait a minute. Does this make sense? I mean, I understand what you're asking me, boss, but I'm thinking about this, you know, through perspective A, B, C. That could be very valid. But if all the boss hears is, why would I do that? And because they're coming at it with already this sort of negative stereotype, it might feed into it. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I, I get it. I, I get, it can give in like friction uh, that's not actually there. Yeah, exactly. And it, again, it's a lot of it sounds like just old guys going like those young folk, you know. <laughs> I mean, and I think that's I think there's a lot of that out there. But so if you if you understand going in that wait a minute there might be a negative bias. So how do I adjust my response accordingly? to make sure I mitigate or diminish any negative bias around my concern for this request. You could just start by saying, sir, I don't mean to disrespect you, but that's a horrible idea. <laughs> you know, we could do this, make clarify. sure you have like a alternative to whatever they're suggesting, suggesting, because if they're saying they want something done, obviously they want something done about something. So if, if you think you have a better way around, what if you started with the why? In, in my experience, one of the things that can create the fastest alignment is whatever the boss is asking for you to do, if it seems like it doesn't make sense or you think, you know, no, I, I would suggest taking this route instead. Mm -hmm. Before you even say that, if instead you said, now help me understand why, why would that work? Why I should like I do that? What's the I feel like you're questioning their authority instantly when that might not be the case. Maybe it's the way you ask. And there's the lack of respect for authority. <laughs> no, that's what I said. I don't mean to disrespect exactly. you, but exactly. why do you want to do this? It could be, again, another miscommunication kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I think anytime we can um, genuinely and warmly um, ask for explanations behind decisions, that helps you guys understand better. That helps the boss see that you're just trying to understand it. And maybe it could help break down some of those. Um, negative assumptions. So that asking for that clarification, then I mean, I guess, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, yay or nay? Is that yeah, yay or nay? Would you? I mean, would you ask for that clarification, or does that look to? Does that kind of fall into that millennial like? But why? It's so hard. I, again, I think it's all about presentation. <clears throat> so I, I feel like in my career, I asked why a lot because yeah. I want to do yeah. the best possible job for you. So if you help me understand what the value is, not only will I do what you asked, I might even bring other better, better ideas idea, to it, yeah. which is where you guys are going. Um, but you're right. I think just saying, well, why would I want to do that? Obviously, that's not going to come across whiny. very well. Yeah. Um, so I think finding a way to get at the why 
that isn't questioning authority, isn't coming across as negative or reluctant, but instead is just, that's a really interesting suggestion. Uh, help me understand how that can um, help me improve my performance or help me understand the way that solves a problem for the business and, and then I'll, I'll understand it better. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a perfect example of it's all about the presentation. Oh, yeah, I, would, I, see, I, I can agree with that. <laughs> I think that would be, I'll work on that. <laughs> I, I, I got to work on that. <laughs> you do? I don't, I don't see that in you. You, uh, seem, you seem very open. I am open, but I mean, I, I'm very much like the kind of person to ask why and it'll happen even, you know, in my regular everyday life. I've had it, you know, experience. You know, you ask somebody, they ask you to do something, you go, why? Mm -hmm. And they go, don't, why do you ask why? Just do Tell it. Tell the old dog that doesn't want to learn new tricks. Exactly. That's 100% exactly. him. Yeah. I don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes especially if it's like a, a time critical request, you might get exactly that answer. Just do it and I'll explain later, you know, uh, which doesn't always feel very good either. But Sometimes what you, you just got to. What do you guys think about the timeliness thing, like the, the work ethic thing? Do you, I, I think you guys are all incredibly timely because your job demands that you uh, work to this schedule. But do you see that, do you think, among other folks in your? I think it depends on the flexibility or lack thereof of the particular company because we are pretty I think we've talked about this a long time ago too on the We podcast. talked about your the timeliness culture here, but yes. I just mean overall we, just we showing up on time. We have had employees that have just refused to show up or call before. I mean, obviously they're not here now. But. Yeah, and I think it's something you don't see as much of because when you're working in the workplace and you're like doing you're being successful, I generally the people who aren't timely don't really make it very far. So right. you don't really see those people as much, I feel like. You right. know, I mean, you come across them. I mean, unless you're working in like a much bigger company, I'm sure you probably get those people who can kind of just slip under the radar. And Well, and I think a lot of it is like what Alana just said, which is if the company is really flexible, and so there's not a really stringent time culture there, then your natural work ethic um, might more um, organically reveal itself. <laughs> So in other words, if the company doesn't give a shit if you're lazy and you want to show up late all the time, you probably can. However, it does start to create impressions about your overall work ethic and performance that I, I think are sometimes unintended. I, I, and I struggle. I actually, Kelsey, Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey's giving me the eye right now. That's because this is literally me. It's... Tony in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I'm the person who I'm, I'm a hard worker. But he'll come if, in and he'll do what he needs to do. But if he's 10 or 15 minutes late, or if given the opportunity to be 10 or 15 minutes late, I might take it. You know. Okay. You know. Yeah. And, and, or given the time, you know. And because who's going to say anything besides Kelsey? Exactly. So let me ask. <laughs> and I don't mean that against Kelsey. I'm saying but, no, there's the really no like yeah. repercussion. Trying yeah. to beat you into shape, damn it. <laughs> okay, well then you can you can reveal a truth then for um if we have any older listeners, I don't know if we do. Because you're a guy who I would say absolutely has a really strong work ethic, uh, and you're very ambitious. You're always thinking about other ways that you can be leveraging your skills and talents to further mm -hmm. your career. This is true. Okay, so all that about him is true. Mm -hmm. See, so back to this survey. So people are drawing some incorrect conclusions because mm -hmm. he he might be late when he can be. Yeah. So how do those two things reconcile? Hmm. Um, as some of that, I don't know. I guess it, it, I have to think about how that plays into my work ethic. I've never, I've never necessarily associated the two. I've never even really delved into that. If given the opportunity to take a little bit of extra time, I will. Mm -hmm. Maybe that just means I value my free time. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I kind of, 
gotta evaluate myself now. I'm <laughs> having like an inner do a little soul searching. Yeah, exactly. I gotta do some soul searching on that one. Okay, oh so if you like at the fish store, is the start st is the start time really hard and fast? Um, yeah, usually. I mean, it's I mean, you just get there on time at eleven or so whenever you, we open. You so know. are you always on time there? Yeah, I'm always like because I'm right up to the minute. I mean, I'm always there right at 11 when we open. So you're, I can help. I can help you then with this because you're a classic example of people perform to the standard. So if the standard is you always have to be on time, when that's the standard, you're always going to be on time. Yes. And if in another atmosphere you don't always have to be on time, you're not going to always be on time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of the that's that's the gist of it. That's the gist <laughs> yes. of it. So then a. Uh, an average millennial might think, well, you know, if I don't have to be there on time, it's no big deal that I'm not there on time, right? Mm -hmm. I can see that being the logic. So I think the the work is, what kind of impression do you want to create outside of the standard? So things like initiative and somebody who is always going above and beyond, that might be somebody who's always on time even if it's not necessary. And that's, uh, again, that's something Look that I, and I, I sort of, yeah, I mean, we realized that too, like when we weren't doing like the clock in stuff, like when, before we were doing a lot more, like we were getting more strict on like timing. Mm -hmm. That was something that, again, I was like, well, if I'm, if I'm here, I'm here, I'm on time. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in within the regular, you know, the limits. Yeah. It's, and, it's hard. And I do realize though, it does affect the way, you know, the people that I work with and the people around me feel and. Well, prime example. I mean, Kelsey's yeah. over here like, Tony. <laughs> well, I don't want you to beat yourself up too hard no, because I, I think it's really, it's completely natural to say these are the rules of the game and so that's how I'm going to play the game. And you guys are all really smart and I can see the average millennial doing exactly that. I guess for me, and this dovetails into adulting, which I know Kelsey wanted to talk about a little bit, I think part of the challenge of your early work years, developing what kind of style you want to have and part of that's work ethic, um, rising above a really tough situation. Um, those are hard habits to build in the early days. Part of it is because you're still finding your way. And part of it is the rules, especially the unspoken ones, of where you work can oftentimes unintentionally develop those habits. I call it your formative years because it's who it, it's forming who you're going to be as a long-term professional. And if they are too if they are too loose, you know, I've called you guys the standardized testing generation. You are going to meet every standard possible. Mm -hmm. But if the structure is too loose, it might get in the way of you developing those more self-disciplined habits. I don't know. Because I, I kind of see that as adulting at work. <laughs> adulting at work would be as in, like, I guess, just show, make using the willpower to to just not necessarily play by the rules, but to not to play by the bare minimum. Yeah, rules. to push to push yeah. that envelope. So, like, having integrity. Well, you can have integrity and still follow the rules, but if you want to create this impression of this constant go-getter, you are the poster child for this, uh, who's always going to go above and beyond, to Tony's point, those aren't always requirements that the workplace will demand of you, so those really become questions for you to answer as far as who you want to be. And so a lot of that is entirely up to you guys. Huh. I, and I was thinking about it that then, like, 
if you're it's kind of a weird situation then from the standpoint of like if you want to go into it uh, like is it set like is it bad to want to be like is it bad i guess when you start going above and beyond and you start taking on that more responsibility is there a line that you draw where you say okay this is how much i'm going to be working and like i need and then again now it's balancing you know work and the rest of your life mm-hmm. and it's like when you become that person who says yes are you like are you going to be that person who says yes you know i mean cuz then when you come when somebody comes to you and you say no then you look like a jerk so it's like how do you how do you balance that yes and no kind of for me that's something <laughs> so i see there are two paths to what you're describing. So the first one I'm going to call, I don't know, after hours, discretionary effort, just, you know, really going all in. Your Google Alerts 24-7 or whatever would infringe on your personal time. That's, that's one thing, which quite frankly isn't going to happen for you guys for a couple of years. This first part that we're talking about, I feel like that's more around how much are you going to stretch while you're here? Now, if you're worried that if you raise your hand too often or want to take on too much that you're going to somehow be seen as somebody who's veering out of your lane and trying to take over somebody else's turf let your boss pull you back remember the <laughs> the eagles and ducks you know i i didn't know about that analogy so i always talked about somebody who have to rein in and somebody who have to prod along i want people who i have to rein in i mm-hmm. want somebody who's coming to me over and over and over again seeing all kinds of opportunities for improvement making crazy suggestions um and that's all within your your eight hours versus somebody who's like you know i'm gonna do the six assignments that you gave me and as soon as i get them done i'm gonna be chilling in the break room and surfing online you know those are two very real profiles mm-hmm. of employee and i think that back to this survey which was an industry-wide thing not just a a company of pissed off people Um, for whatever reason I think there's this impression out there that it's more of a minimum standard type mentality than it is um, a lot of initiative I know I experience this a lot of times with some of the individual young professionals who I work with if you get if you ask to do something you're given a project and at the first at the first corner, you're met with resistance. That's an example that's coming immediately to mind with somebody who I'm working with. The, their first reaction was just to say, okay, then I'm done. You know, they wanted me to do that, and then I gave them my first recommendation, and they didn't like it. Okay, I'm done. I'm opting out. That's bullshit. And, you know, people like me will be able to feel that. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is why I think of it as adulting. Learning how to okay fine you didn't like that one then I'm gonna go back I'm gonna take all your feedback I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and I'm gonna come up with another one that will be better that will be different that will incorporate all of the things you just told me and now I'm gonna try again and then I'm gonna try again and again and again those are the types of sort of unspoken things that I think a boss sees and then can recognize pretty quickly who can I give more and more to and who's gonna be my my eight and skate as we call them never heard of that before as some of the stuff bosses say (laughs) she's great and i love her and she's really smart she's got a lot of great ideas but she's an eight and skate you know and (laughs) i text her at 6 30 at night and she's the one i don't get a response from like we pay attention to all that stuff and it's not necessarily fair or right but ooh, tell tell us more tell us more of those examples (laughs) Um, because now I'm, i'm super curious 
So <clears throat> in any operation, unexpected stuff comes up, right? And a boss usually has a set of people to lean on. And sometimes it will fall squarely within somebody's realm of responsibility, and other times it might just be an all-hands-on-deck situation. But regardless, I'm going to leverage every asset I've got to try and solve this problem right here, or to launch this project, or to whatever. There will be varying degrees of response. People might, you know, let's say I send out an all-hands-on-deck thing. Some people are going to respond right away. Absolutely, what can I do? I'm here. Other people might not respond at all mm. because it's not part of my responsibility and you didn't ask me specifically. Um, the example I gave, if I text you after hours, we talked about this on, on one show. If I'm a good boss, I should only do it if it's important. But if I do, and let's say I text three of you and two of you don't respond and one of you does, those are just all things I'm going to make mental notes about and the eight and skate things real because as soon as you get into some sort of supervision or leadership role I've always thought of as soon as you're in management it's a lifestyle it's no longer a job it's a career mm -hmm. and that means you're on 24 7 regardless of what's required so if somebody makes it clear to me that they're going to be harder to reach outside of business hours or not as responsive out of business hours then I'm going to assume that the day that person gets put in charge, those same habits come with them. So are they going to be my timely problem-solving outside of work hours young manager? So we just, we make assumptions. We make assumptions based on the behavior that we observe. And it's pretty easy to gauge who's hungry and who's comfortable mm. and who's ambitious and wants to be really helpful and who wants to stay within the structure of either their job responsibility or their working hours or... So we pay attention to that because people who try harder are the ones who we're gonna take a chance on. So here's my follow-up question to that. There is a, there's an excuse and I don't know where people get it from nowadays, but I'm really bad with my phone. Saying like, I don't check my phone a lot or I don't, it's not on me very often and I feel like that would be a common excuse for something like that. So how do you respond to somebody saying like, oh, I'm just not good, you know, with getting back to people, like, you know what I mean? To responding to a text or, or a missed call or an email outside of work hours. So my response to that, if somebody said that to me was, yeah. okay, that's fair, mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to be looking for somebody who is good with their phone when the next promotional opportunity becomes available. Ouch. <laughs> that I mean, point blank. That's huh? real world right in the face. Wow. Because <laughs> no, I've heard it several times, like, it, you know, in the last few years, just in different work environments or even just friends, they like... You know, I'm just not good at getting back to people. And, like, I don't get it. I just mm -hmm. don't get it. Yeah. This day and age. Mm -hmm. and, and, again, that's that's absolutely fine. That just isn't the profile you're looking for. Yeah. So imagine, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but imagine you owned your own cupcake store and you had three bakers and last night's batch fell and you need all new cupcakes to be made. The person who responds to your call and who is there for you to help you fix that, that's the person who you're gonna rely on when it comes time to promote somebody to run the kitchen. And you, you wouldn't look past somebody who's not good with their phone mm -hmm. to fill that spot because you know that would never meet the requirements of your business. Yeah. 
So is that like a millennial thing or just no, a respect I, thing? I think general? I think that's a personality <laughs> thing. And Tony yeah. said this earlier. There are some people who are timely and responsive, and there are some people who are not, regardless of age. Well, gosh, we spent the entire time talking about work ethic. <laughs> Can we talk about adulting next time? Sure. Of course. Okay. Always. <laughs> All right. I hope that was great. I feel like I did a lot of talking. All it's right. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. See ya.